Hi, this is Amanda, the Emotional Strength Trainer. Thanks so much for hitting the go button on this week's podcast. I would like to talk to you about innocence versus ignorance this week. Elizabeth Gilbert did a another magic post over the weekend that she titled uh, Mercy, I think, uh, where she spoke about um, the fact that we knew we were in trouble the day that the strongest uh, people in the world started to fear the weakest. And that was the quote that really stood out for me from her uh, missive that she wrote. Um, and one of the things that has dawned on me a lot uh, these well, for a while now, but uh, most recently with the terror attacks and what the media do. Uh, I would like to do a quick 101 lesson on being baited by things that you're reading in the media. Uh, So, quick lesson. On the back of every website is uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, most of the social media things, they have things that are called analytics. Okay, so when you have a, a marketing program going and you want to be able to tell your advertisers their return on investment with the advent of social media, a major part of that return on investment is doing the reporting on the analytics that a post receives or clicks on a website, those sorts of things. And then they use that uh, data versus the sales that they've had and they're able to work out the return on investment, or ROI. So what happens in journalism is they have to do a, a heading that will spur the reader on to click because they're intrigued as to what it uh, the article could be about. And often it will take you, when you click on something on social media, it will take you to the actual website where the article is written. Now you might have heard the term clickbait. Okay, Uh, that is where they very cleverly put up a heading on an article that gets you to be immediately intrigued and you click and you go on. Then you go onto that website and there'll be ads running down the side or there'll be pop-ups or anything like that. So for the large corporations uh, and the, the, the large media, they are beholding to their advertisers. So it is their job to get people to the website or to buy the magazines or to buy the the newspapers so that their advertisers are getting bang for their buck. This is the same uh, if people are running programs over the social media and it's a key element of being able to charge the money that you do um, for advertising. Now the other part of it is, is corporations have shareholders and the shareholders need to be kept happy. So part of that process, and if you think about the giant uh, media groups, uh, they have shareholders as well. So part of that being happy is being able to hear and see reports that so many millions of people uh, clicked or saw these things. That means that your ad was going across somebody's mind um, or subliminal mind, subliminal messaging over so many blah, blah, blah. Okay, so 
when we have um, media who are now, so this is mainstream media, and they're now fighting for attention based on social media and all of the groups that share factual information and then you know we're getting reports from um, different areas of the economy that ordinarily used to have to fight their way to get media to do stories and then the biggest um, rule of thumb with media is that if something significant happens then anything that you might be sharing that's good for society or the economy or anything like that will get bumped in order that the most prevalent uh, occurrences around the world will get priority. So with the media putting stories out that are what the only way to describe them is clickbait is that they will run stories that are going along with a wave of sentiment in society and right now that sentiment is fear-mongering uh, of the Muslim community now I know here in Australia we read oh there was an article going through and on the TV and things like that about a, a badge that um, or an insignia that our uh, clergy wear in the armed forces and it had the word conquer in it and they ran a big story saying that they would be removing the word conquer because it upsets Muslim people now what happens is the people who are riding the fear wave often sit and check the news every day because their mindset is around the concept that what is this world coming to so their go-to to find out what's happening is the media so they'll watch the today programs or they'll listen to talkback radio or um, you know things like a current affair here in Australia um, they'll buy the magazines that tell you that um, a Kardashian has had their left nostril uh, waxed and it's caused an earthquake in, in Mexico. Um, the things that get sensationalized and made up to ensure that people are hooked because they are ensconced in fear that Muslims are going to take over this country uh, that they're going to uh, infiltrate society and all of a sudden we're going to get blown up and then that gets that that story of fear gets fed regularly because they're tapping into this mainstream media that are sensationalizing things so what I'm encouraging you to do is to look at some of these things if you must and take them with a grain of salt that unless you physically see or hear the report come out of the mouth of the person who has seen it or said it or has made it happen then take anything like this with a grain of salt the biggest lesson I had was a number of years ago actually and I remember reading an article uh, and as we're coming into Christmas you'll find that these articles will start ramping up again that um, 
schools will take away the Merry Christmas, that they won't hang Christmas decorations or they'll change it to Happy Holidays or because they don't want to offend Muslim people first and then other denominations second. It's always the Muslim people though. And um, I remember reading an article in the Courier Mail here in uh, Queensland a couple of years ago that maybe it was more than a couple that suggested that um, this one town was not going to do something along Christmas because the notion of Christmas offended Muslim people. Now this is the next little lesson with journalism. When you read an article in a newspaper they will always start with the most important information first and then as you read through by the time you get to the end they will give you the not so important. So say for example uh, when Steve Irwin died um, or if something like Bindi had this thing happen in America the other day. So you'll always read the start of the article that her contract wasn't signed and then, then as you get to the end they give you the stuff that you already know. So Steve Irwin was killed by a stingray and blah blah. Um, and it's so the, the least most important goes to the end. So this article that I'd read that um, these people had applied for a $10,000 grant to do some research and the research was to see if uh, the Muslim community were offended by Christmas decorations. And they stated in this article that they were. And when I went to the bottom of the article, they'd interviewed, are you ready? They interviewed 122 people. For a population of how many I don't know, I think there's, is there 480,000 Muslims in Australia? You know, let's stick with the, the point of 1.8 billion worldwide. And this paper ran a story that unequivocally, now if you are somebody and that is sitting in fear and read that, it would instantly make you angry. But point one, who applies for and gets money from the government to spend $10,000 to interview 122 people to get a conclusion that suggested a certain amount of people were offended by it. That is absolutely not a cross-section of humanity or society in this country, but the paper ran the story because it added to the fear-mongering that goes on in society to make you scared of Muslim people. Now the thing on the weekend with the, uh, the, the word conquer being taken out, when you read that article, somebody, and this is the other thing, when you're reading an article, unless there is a, a person that they're quoting and at which time they're quoting it or they're showing you some sort of documentation or evidence that this has actually been said by somebody that is in the Muslim community that is offended. Again, take it with a grain of salt. When articles sit there and say a, a, a contact of or a source of or whatever, you have to have in your brain a small amount of allowance that they're filling in some gaps to make sure that their story gets spread. So if you, when I read the story, the uh, apparently the history 
of that statement on this badge was back when the Crusades or the Christians uh, fought against the Muslims back way back when. Whereas if you think about it, our clergy that travel overseas and are doing uh, the work, uh, humanitarian and things like that, that the likelihood that a person in Syria um, has enough English to understand the word conquer um, or Afghanistan, any of those parts of the world where our chaplains do some of their best work. Um, and again, the, the chaplaincy here in our defence force, they're, they're helping our um, defence personnel to cope with the things that they have to do. Do you really think that they would read the word conquer? Do you not think that they could possibly uh, have adapted the reasoning behind our clergy? Because I know our clergy today don't behave in the same way they did way back when in the Crusades and things like that. They're doing good work. Do you really think that the word conquer could not mean something to overcome bad to ensure that there is greater good being done? If there is uh, an element of people turning things up to make sure that the, the fear keeps going, that's one of them. And one of the uh, key elements with Elizabeth Gilbert's post is this innocence over versus ignorance. The rhetoric that the terrorists are running with, the fear that they create, that they do these videos and and send you know they're saying that Australia you're next those sorts of things the lack of faith and trust that we as a society have in our military in our uh, uh, police services our federal police all of the technology that they have in the background to understand that this is it's like you know that white noise term um, going on in the background to keep Australia protected from these major atrocities. The media create a great deal because they know who they're talking to. They know that there is a great number of people who are very, very frightened. And I don't want to diminish, diminish that fear at all because your fear is, is completely valid given what you're choosing to see and what you're choosing to read and what you're choosing to believe. And that's okay. But what I want to suggest is to don't be duped. Don't be tricked into thinking that what you see on TV, in the magazines or in the daily news is complete and total and utter truth. You have a society standing up and saying, media, you need to give us more of a broader spectrum of what's going on and point in reference when Paris was attacked and there were also attacks in uh, Lebanon and uh, Kabul and things like that that weren't mentioned and society's gone ah, hang on a minute why is the media only focusing on this I have an opinion about why the media focused just on Paris and that's that's I think I've already spoken about that you may have listened or heard my webinar on how to help children going through the fear but what what happens with terrorism is they rob you of your joy of existing and living in your life what the media are doing is robbing 
those people who are ensconced in their fear because they need to make sure that their advertisers and their shareholders are kept happy. See what happens with that shareholders and advertisers is there is a giant chunk of society and humanity that are excluded from that group and they're the ones that are being made to fear. They're the ones that are uh, sitting there and buying into this notion which is essentially racism, bigotry, which our children going forward need to have new concepts presented to them. I know personally in my life I'm a well-traveled woman. I have friends of all nationalities and all faiths. And I can assure you, my Muslim friends are as quick to wish me a Merry Christmas or have a lovely Easter as I am to wish them Happy Ramadan or whatever they're doing in their faith. Buddhists in, in the, their faith, we have friends who are Hindu. One of my favorite festivals to celebrate during the year is Diwali. Open your mind. When you think about it, I want to give you this point of reference around violence and sitting there and thinking that you're Muslim, therefore you are to be feared because you could blow us up. Okay, that is a blanket statement that is the, the foundation of the fear mongering that happens around this situation. Do you remember or do you know in your studies of the Vietnam War the reason why so many of the soldiers that came back from that conflict were damaged with PTSD? There are a whole generation of children that grew up with parents who went through hell because of the PTSD that came from that conflict. The key difference of that conflict versus others in this country in Australia and I'm sure in other parts of the world is it was via conscription. The people had to join, the men that joined the, uh, that were sent away in that conflict were sent because the government said you're of this age, you are um, of this kind of health, you must go away to this war. They didn't join up because they wanted to do like in the World War One, World War Two mindset of they wanted to protect their country. Different conflict, different area, different enemy. It wasn't as easy to spot. It's the same as today. These enemies are not as easy to spot as they were in World War One, World War Two. So what happened was a whole generation of men were damaged because they weren't violent men and they were sent off to a conflict where they had to be violent. And the things that they had to do, I've learnt and have spoken to some Vietnam vets, the things that they had to do were truly abhorrent and revolting. Look at the incident of suicide after that conflict because of the demons that those people lived with. When you look at humanity, there is a section of humanity who are good with violence and then there are a section of humanity who aren't that could no sooner pick up a stick and slap somebody around than strap a bomb on their body and or um, get a gun and go and kill people. 
please go and read the statistics of the quantity of people who are not wired to kill others versus the quantity of people who are wired to kill people. And when you look at the, the, the protests that are going on, you might see uh, camera footage of a clump of people that might be two or three hundred people per side protesting. But that's in a city of over a million. There are people with, with masks on hiding their face saying Australian pride and all of those sorts of things. And the media will cover that and that will get put across the world and then people will blanket Australia is a racist country. There are large communities of people doing good things. There are a large group of people like me who are just going along and living their day with their Muslim friends, their Hindu friends, their Buddhist friends, their Jewish friends, and just being normal everyday citizens. I'm trying to, to teach and walk my talk around, don't look at people for their beliefs or what they look like, the color of their skin. Understand that we're all just here trying to make it through and live a life. Everybody deserves that right. Yes, be vigilant. Yes, keep your eye out for things that look suspicious. Yes, listen if you can hear people that are saying things that are violent. Report it. But don't sit there and watch the news and have these articles that are popping up because the news dictates what you see. Remember, if you've got something going on really good in your business or you've done something amazing in your community that's helping people get jobs or generating income and being good for the economy and you send that press release off to the, the, the journalist to get covered on that day, it will get bumped if something along the lines of something more important like inciting fear in humanity will bump your story so it will never get heard and you'll have to do the hard slog of getting it done another way. The media are the people that are dictating what you see. So if you're frightened, I would encourage you to go and do some of your own research. Ask some friends, find a Muslim person and ask them some questions. They are good to answer them for you. Don't sit there and look at them and automatically assume that they're just like these people blowing stuff up in these other countries. It's just not true. The percentage of people that are prepared to behave like that versus the percentage of people who aren't. And that's what I'm trying to get through to you today. Please get the bigger slice of the cake and look how pretty the icing is versus the part that somebody accidentally stuck their finger in and ruined one of the decorations. I'm not saying this to ask you to get all la-la about it. Go and watch my webinar that I did, my free webinar the other day on how to cope with staying in the moment and how to keep present. Right now, we're not being invaded. Right now, our, our, our life isn't being diminished if we keep going with what's really happening in our right now. And that's where I need you to stick with. If you're still listening, I'm really proud of you for getting to this far. I, um, I appreciate it. This topic is very close to my heart. We, do, we cannot afford bigotry, racism and fear-mongering when these people are just trying to find uh, 
their own peace and their own happiness. The Syrian refugees, the stuff that's going on in America where all those states have said that they won't have one. These politicians saying people have to have a Christian, they have to have a Christian um, checklist. That, that's, you know, that's insanity. It's just as bad as what the terrorists are doing. It's the ignorant side of the coin versus the innocent side of the coin. Go and read your history books. Look what Hitler convinced people of in Nazi Germany and look what happened there. The same with Stalin. History has already proven what happens when you let fear take over. There's, there's perfect analogies. Look, the group Anonymous doing things to take down all of the um, the terrorist uh, or supporter of Twitter accounts and all of those sorts of things. Taking away their ability to get their rhetoric out. They're going to feel diminished because the greater quantity of people are going to stand up to the bullies and say, not in our space. Now I know I'm not, I'm not silly. I know there's a whole heap of other things going on as well who the arms are being supplied by all of that sort of high level uh, country things like that I get that I know that's a big argument there's heaps of stuff that high level politicians are responsible for that you know you and I as as everyday citizens can't get involved with that because we're you know we're just not in those circles but what we can do is go stop sharing stuff stop commenting on things on posts where they sit there that incite hatred and that's all that this media stuff is doing it's inciting hatred and it needs to stop use your brain let them know that you're not stupid too i wish you a very happy healthy and wholesome week ahead uh, do your best if you have any comments that you would like to make you can find me on my Facebook page amandafoy.official that webinar I spoke about is 42 minutes of some tips to help you cope with things around fear after terrorism and things like that you can find that on my website amandafoy.com.au forward slash webinars uh, there's a SoundCloud recording as well as the YouTube uh, of the recording there as well so thanks again for listening and I will see you next week. Bye for now.